Bonjour, welcome back to Sim Carter Memoir and More. I'm continuing my little series of stories about a trip my sister and I took to France in the summer of 1973. This one is called Le Walk. It was our last night in the little beachside town, and we were waiting to say goodbye to the two Canadian boys we'd met on the train from Paris. If not for them, we'd never even have found Bandol. We were sitting on a bench in the dark, away from the promenade, the black water of the bay burnished in the moonlight before us, the hazy tinkle of laughter and voices from the bars behind us, and I, at least, felt like some character in an F. Scott Fitzgerald novel, idling the time away, waiting for the next chapter to reveal itself. The boys brought friends, French friends who, as they say, had very little English. Michel had next to none. What he did have was dark hair that flopped over his eyes, a wrestler's body, and the confidence that guys who look like that always have, no matter what the language. He reminded me of Elena Stasi, the tennis star who I'd watched win the Wimbledon doubles championship with Jimmy Connors earlier that summer of 73. Nasty, they called him. Sexy, I thought. Catching Michelle watch me from under that flop of hair, I was grateful the dark hid my telltale blush. Laughing, he held out his arm, making a muscle, the way guys do all over the world, and gestured for me to feel his bicep. Ooh la la, I said, laughing too, and making a big deal out of squeezing his muscle. I thought he was perfect. He rattled off something to me in French, but it was too fast, too many words, too many French words. Sorry, je ne parle pas français. We both turned to Peter, who translated, telling me there was a dance nearby, and Michel wanted to know if I would go with him. Did I? I looked at Michel, his head cocked in that charming, questioning manner. He brought his hands together like a child, saying his prayers. Go on, it'll be fun, my little sister urged. Should I? What about you? Will you be okay? Yeah, I'll be fine. I just want to talk to Peter for a little while, then we'll come too. We'll be right behind you. You should go, Simmy. He's really cute. I knew Nancy was right. She'd be all right. I assumed one of the boys had a jug of wine or maybe even some pot, but there was nothing I could do about that. Nancy was the wild child, the one that caused my parents more sleepless nights in a month than I would in a lifetime. If I thought about it, Nancy probably lost her virginity before I did. I didn't want to think about it. No, I didn't have to worry about Nancy. I was the one I had to worry about. And she was right about Michelle. He was really cute. I took her advice. I went. It was a night much like the one we'd arrived on, a midsummer's eve, the Mediterranean air mild and balmy, quiet as we walked along a gravel road lined with homes behind rocky walls. We struggled to understand each other, speaking in simple sentences, like babies learning their first words, thrilled when the most elementary meaning was understood. You like the dance, we? Oui? We? Oui. As if he wouldn't understand me if I'd simply answered yes in English. Je t'aime bailer. Whoops, I dropped into high school Spanish by mistake. I mean, je danser, je t'aime danser. He smiled, nodding, thinking of what to say next. You like rock and roll? I forced myself not to laugh. I loved how the French asked if you like rock and roll, like it was all of a piece. In the States, we broke it down into bands and genres. Do you like Black Sabbath? No, I hate heavy metal. So, like, what are you into? Soft rock? Neil Diamond? Is that your speed? I like Creedence. They're not soft rock, right? Fleetwood Mac, The Eagles, The Beatles. Okay, stop. Those are all basically soft rock bands. To Michel, I simply said, Oui, je t'aime rock and roll. We laughed a little together, awkwardly, not sure what else to do except carry on walking toward the sound of music, of rock and roll. I'd never danced to rock and roll with a French boy. When he slipped his hand in mine, I kept my eyes straight ahead, like it was the most natural thing in the world to be walking down a country lane 
holding hands with a French boy I'd met less than an hour ago, as if I walked hand in hand with French boys on my way to dances all the time. And then he kissed me. It wasn't a big kiss, not a French kiss, not even a kiss on the lips. It was just a quick peck on the cheek, a squeeze of the hand, but I felt like a 12-year-old getting kissed for the first time behind the big tree out on the schoolyard. I kept my eyes on the road ahead, silvery in the dark night, and tried to keep my smile from bursting out of my body as we kept walking along that long country lane in the south of France, heading to a dance. Up ahead, a girl was sitting on a large rock by the side of the road. She'd taken her shoes off and was rubbing her feet, while the guy she was with peered at a map in the moonlight. He all but scratched his head. The girl waved a shoe at us as we approached. Excuse-moi, she proceeded to speak in French, fast and far, far above my limited knowledge of the language. Michel shot back a complicated linguistic volley, his response complete with pointing back down the road in the direction he and I had just walked. The boyfriend, clearly as lacking in French language skills as I was, just stood there staring, as I did, first at one and then the other, utterly out of the loop. For all we knew, they were making plans to ditch us. He says it's that way, the girl told her boyfriend in English, English, in a precise shade of the language that reminded me of my London-born mother. Are you trying to get back to Vandal, to town? You just keep walking straight down this road and it will take you right to the waterfront. Obviously, that was exactly what Michelle had just told her, but I wanted in on the action. Oh, you're American. I didn't say no. I didn't go into the details. My complicated little story of actually being British, born and bred, but raised in Canada and now living in California. I realized then and there that, yes, I was an American. Certainly, as far as any true Brit was concerned, I was a Yank. American with, like plenty of my fellow Americans, deep British roots. Instead, we had one of those short conversations travelers have, sharing briefly where we'd been, where we were going. I explained I'd been introduced to Michelle less than an hour ago. The girl, pretty and fresh-looking, with the kind of shampoo commercial long, straight, honey-blonde hair that once again had me regretting my own short haircut, had been at the dance with her boyfriend, and now were heading back to town. They thought they might have missed the turnoff. It was good, the dance, they both assured me. We were almost there, another quarter mile, a half mile at the most. The thing is, I don't really speak French, you know, beyond getting a room, asking how much something costs, and he doesn't really speak English either. Michelle had been following our conversation, bouncing back and forth between us, like you do at a tennis match, like the boyfriend and I had done moments before. No, I can see that. I looked at Michelle and made a sad face. Je ne parle pas français. He smiled, shrugging. Je ne parle pas américain. He looked so funny, his shoulders up in the air, his face pulled into a so what question mark I had to laugh. He'll be fine, the girl told me, laughing too, slipping her shoes back on. I just hope my feet make it. And with bon chances and bon ouis, we were off. We carried on in the black and blue night, listening to the sounds from the dance for a while, drums and guitar strums and the hum of voices, muffled then clear, muffled then clear, before Michel stopped and turned to me. His voice was thick, like was drenched in syrup. His rudimentary English so much more advanced than my rudimentary French, oozing with adorable mispronunciation. You speak good English. I laughed. He had to be joking, right? Of course I speak English. Er, uh, mais oui, certainement. But you are American, oui? Yes, I'm American, oui. Um, mais c'est American, um, nous parler. No, that's not right. Um, nous parlons? Nous parlons anglais? We stood staring at each other, the both of us speechless, eyes narrowed, brows knitted in the universal expression of confusion, deeply doubtful we knew what the hell the other person was talking about. Neither one of us had the language skills to traverse this little morass. 
Did he really not know Americans spoke English? Okay, not the king's English, but English all the same. Or was he putting me on? Was that why he broke our stare off by shrugging again and smiling? I didn't have a clue. If we didn't get to the dance soon, the night could turn into a complete disaster. In the meantime, he sure did have a cute smile. I thought about that little kiss on the cheek, and we kept walking. Thanks for listening. Come back next week to, I think, the end of the little French tale. Thank you.